While fleeing Apaches, this gentleman from Virginia found a strangely shimmering cave. When he entered it, he discovered his body had somehow split in two. One form lay dead on the cave floor, while the other was mystically transported through time and space to the planet Mars. Stan Lee presents Edgar Rice Burroughs, John Carter, Warlord of Mars. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 86, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, Issue 16, The Master Assassin of Mars, Chapter 1. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Marvel's Cosmic Comics, a part of the Comic Book Time Machine podcast feed. And what do we do in this? Well, we go back in time. We buy several Marvel's sci-fi comic books that are based on things that they have licensed. And for this particular license, it's Edgar Rice Burroughs' John Carter, Warlord, of Mars. This issue is the beginning of a new a new storyline, The Master Assassin of Mars. I'm not sure how many issues this will last, but this is chapter 1, so there's pretty clearly to me there's going to be at least one more. I'm guessing probably more. This is also the first issue uh not by Marv Wolfman, but by Chris Claremont instead. And Chris Claremont is a strong writer. I am curious how well his run on John Carter, Warlord of Mars, is going to hold up compared to Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman made this book for me. Uh, he, honestly, this this series, the success of this series is because of Marv Wolfman. I have enjoyed his stories. I have enjoyed the... The rawness. I have enjoyed the pulpiness. I have enjoyed the the just the the exciting adventure that he has created. It's it's been a lot of fun. We are now outside of that. We are now into Chris Chris Claremont, and I don't know what that's going to be like. We are going to find out. Chris Claremont, best known for his his work on. On X Men, and then as he was working on X Men, he was also working on a number of other titles uh, that he then brought together with the X Men and crossovers and stuff like that, making the X Men run even more exciting and more um, epic. I guess this is before that. This is 1978. This is uh, you know September is the cover date. 1978. It was on shelves July 4th of 1978. And this this particular issue, um, I, I don't know how early in his career this would have come out, but yeah, here we are, and it's it's new, it's different. I I'm feeling it, uh, honestly. Reading this, 
I'm I'm feeling it. It does not feel like what I enjoyed. It felt like it is trying to be Marv Wolfman, and you know, trying to be Edgar Rice Burroughs is trying to do what Marv Wolfman did with the previous fifteen issues, but at the same time, it just feels it just feels different. And part of that is because it's the same. Uh, things happen in this that just happen a lot already. Uh, the quick rundown of the plot: There's an assassination. Uh, John Carter drinks poison from a, a a cup, and he is declared dead. And Dejah Thoris and a whole bunch of other people go after the assassin. It's one of uh, Dejah Thoris's attendants. And this attendant, this woman, is a master swordsman. And she's able to kill three of the soldiers who are after her. She uh, fights Dejah Thoris to a stalemate. And then when other people come, this, this woman just throws herself out the window to her death. And then John Carter gets a, a funeral procession. And uh, after the funeral procession, he's put in his tomb. And... A flying ship leaves the city. And honestly, we know who it is because on the previous page, Dejah Thoris declared that he would be avenged. John Carter would be avenged. She is, she looks fierce. She looks determined. She, Ernie Colon, I mean, he, he, they, well, Ernie Colon, I should say, and Rudy um, Nebras. Um, make her look like she is just she is on the warpath. Look out! You do not want to get in this woman's way. And this is what attracted John Carter to her in the first place. She is a warrior woman, and a match for him, a perfect match for him. And as you remember, everything he does, he does for her. Well, it's similar for her, and so she is going to go. She leaves in that flying ship, and in. In doing so, they're afraid that it's a spy. People see it leave. So they come to check on John Carter's tomb. And while they're in there, turns out he ain't dead. Uh, his human physiology has allowed him to fight off the poison. So then he leaves as well. He leaves to go after Days of Thoris. And he finds her. Uh, but they are in a place that's dangerous and as as they're traveling along now they're both looking for this where this assassin came from and uh they end up in these terrible winds that force their ship down and as they are now not unconscious but they're they're wounded they're hurt they're both they both fall out of it and then um, they're surrounded by these creatures that we can't see very well, and it's to be continued. But it's all stuff I've, I feel like I've seen before. I feel like I've seen, well, just last issue, John Carter almost died and had someone have, there was an assassination attempt on his life. Uh, we've had them split up before, trying to avenge because they thought the other one was dead. And we, we've had a lot of these things happen before, now, there is the mystery of who the assassin is, and then there's the mystery of, or not who the assassin is, but um, who's behind the assassin. And then there's the mystery of what are these creatures that are coming to get them. But I'm just 
you know, yeah, it, it's like it's like this is the 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 this is this is the the man that mom has decided to date after you know dad has died or something like that, and I, I'm supposed to accept Chris Claremont as you know my caretaker here. I'm supposed to accept him not as my father, but as a man who loves my mother. And it's just, uh, it's going to take me a few issues to see if I'm actually going to be able to get into it. But then there's also there's something about the artwork that, and I think it's the inks. It might be the printing, honestly. But there's some there's a muddiness to the artwork that just doesn't draw me in as as much as some of those earlier issues did. And, uh, you know, I wanted to go check and see, okay, so do we have, is it a different art team? Um, but yeah, last issue inked by Rudy Nebrez and Walt Simonson did the artwork. And then the issue before that, it was Carmen Infantino, Rudy Nebrez. And then before that, it was, I'm not going to go back much further than this, but Carmen Infantino. And so Ernie Colon, I know I've seen his work here. I'm pretty sure I've seen his work on, on John Carter, but Maybe I'll look in the, the table of contents, but honestly, there's there's something wrong with the artwork here. It just does not it does not fit. Ernie Colon, issue sixteen seventeen. So no, I I haven't seen his artwork here, and it just it just doesn't it just doesn't look as nice. It's not as clean. It's not as crisp, and and it's not as muscular. I mean, he's drawing muscles, maybe even drawing more muscles or stronger muscles than these other artists. When I say it's not as muscular, I mean, it just doesn't give me a sense of motion and strength in the same way that the other, the others, the other artists have done. Um, and, and there's a simplicity to some of the uh, costuming designs that, that don't feel like it, it just doesn't feel like it fits into what we've had before. So... Maybe I'm just being too harsh. Uh, it, this isn't going to make me put it down. I'm curious about what's going to happen next. This is just the first chapter. And so, you know, you this is all set up. And, and this happens where you'll the first chapter is all set up. And so you get to the second chapter. All that setup stuff is done. And you can get into the actual story. The first chapter isn't any worse than the second chapter. It just had a different job to do than the first chapter. Or rather than, than the second chapter. And the second chapter you wouldn't enjoy as much. I mean, if you do like the second chapter, you wouldn't enjoy it as much without the, set, the setup that the first chapter gave. So, I don't know. I, it, just, it just is not, not capturing me the way Marv Wolfman's issues did. And that, I, I feel like I'm being unfair. I feel like I'm being unfair. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to continue... And see what happens because I don't think it's as different as I'm feeling like it is. I don't. I don't know. We will find out. We will find out in the next issue. Because here's what we have for the setup now: is there's an assassin's guild or something like that's out there that wants John Carter dead. Why? I don't know. It's a mystery. We'll find out. Hopefully, we should find out. Uh, John Carter and Deja Thoris are out alone, alone together, but they've got menacing people coming after them. How do they fit into this story? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, why do they want John Carter dead? 
we'll find out uh, who was this mysterious lady. Who was her master swordsman uh, trainer? We'll find out. It's all set up. It's all set up, and I, I'm being unfair. I'm being unfair. But I can't help feeling what I'm feeling. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but this ends the regular coverage of the regular issues in the Marvel licensed sci-fi uh, run. And, and so from here, in the next segment, I will be reading from Machine Man and Devil Dinosaur. And also taking a look at the ads and, and the editorial copy that would be found in the individual issues of this month's round of books. And that's in a little segment I like to call Ben's Bullpen Bulletin because alliteration. So once more, I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for spending time with me. And I, I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better, but you know, it's not terrible. It could actually get worse, and I'd still like it. But I hope it gets better. So, Yes, so thanks for listening, and Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, what Ifs and Else Worlds, The Six Million Dollar Man, and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode Devil Dinosaur and Machine Man, issue number six of both of them because that's the way we roll or rather that's the way they rolled by they I mean Jack cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny.